The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 126 of Spur of the Moment. Yeah, coming straight from the Simon Air Studios in the heart of Texas. This episode is going to be a little bit longer and a little more jam-packed because we have the trade deadline news that we need to cover, and then we have games that we need to catch up on. And we apologize. We always try to get an episode after the game, but... This week, uh, my co-host Drew had to ball out uh, in his last basketball game of the season, and we had multiple nights. He had a dance, and I had work stuff. So we're catching up, and we're going to get you the recap and all the Spurs content, beginning with number one. Let's talk about the trade. You want to tell us about the first trade of the deadline last day, Drew? Yeah, so the first trade that I'm going to talk about today is the Yakum Pertle trade. Is that the trade we should talk about first? Yes, sir. Yeah, so the Yakum Pertle trade. I think this was a really good trade for the Spurs. In this trade, we gave up Yakum Pertle to the Raptors for a first round pick and Cam. How do you say that name? Cam. Kim Birch. Kim Birch. All yeah. right, so what are your thoughts on the trade? Uh, you know, I like it. I mean, I didn't think Yakum was going to. I heard that the Spurs were going to want to leave him alone and. I just didn't feel it just because of his age and his position. And that coincides with the development of Charles Bassey in the G League and the potential of drafting, uh, I don't know, a random 7'4 guy from France. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think we got in a pretty good haul for, uh, for Jakob. I mean, Kim Birch, I think, is an end-of-bench piece type player. Um, but the draft picks are what I want to focus on. We got the Toronto Raptors... 2024 first round pick that's only protected on picks one through six and most likely the way the Raptors have been playing they're not going to be in that bottom six so that's going to be a first round draft pick next year in 2024 we also this is one that quietly goes under the radar because when you hear the news you just hear second round draft pick nobody talks about what year what pick it is where you're going to slot but this second round draft pick is actually in this year's draft and what that does for the Spurs is, okay, we're going to have our first-round pick, which is going to be a player probably in the top five of the draft. All right? That's going to be our first-round pick. But that Raptors pick right now is sitting at number 36. And we also own the 32nd pick. So, in essence, we're going to have three players in the top 36 drafted. They may be Austin Spurs for half a year or a year, but – that's just stockpiling the talent for the Spurs. And if we need to trade, you know, that's also trade capital if we want to move up in the draft or, you know, move around. So so I really liked what we did with Jakob. And I think, you know, it's not like we were just rolling through and winning games anyway. And I, I really have been paying a pretty good amount of attention to the Charles Bassies of the world. So I, I really like what we did in that, that trade. I like the second round grabs and uh, hopefully we can make something happen out of that. Something like uh, Draymond Green or... Nikola Jokic or Jalen Brunson type, and at least one of these millions of second-round picks we have. 
want to get on to our next one? You want to talk about the Jay Rich trade? Yeah, so I like this trade a lot. In this trade, the Spurs gave up Josh Richardson, and we received Devontae Graham in four second-round picks. Four second-round picks for Richardson and Devontae Graham. Let's get your thoughts on this trade, then I'll give my thoughts after. Well, you know, and I go back to my second-round deal. Four picks, It's we're just stockpiling what the Spurs' future is going to be. Devontae Graham, you know, he's an exciting player, but he was just uh, a victim of too many players in front of him. And I think that really became uh, his deal with New Orleans. It's not about necessarily a lack of talent. It's just they've got some really good guards there, so not a whole lot of playing time for him. And he's going to come into Spurs, and he's going to be able to play, which we'll get to later in this episode about his first game, which was pretty memorable in itself. So you really got five players in essence for one guy that's a former bench guy and has started a little bit for us, but bench guy and that's a veteran that I, I I like it. I think it plays well for us. So um, I like that. What about you? Yeah, I think Devonte Graham is a pretty good player. I mean, let's talk about his year that he had in 2019 and 20 season. He averaged 18.2 points a game with 7.5 assists. That's a pretty good season right there, and he shot. Um, let me find it. 37% from three. That's a good year. I think he's still pretty young. He's only 27. I don't think he's getting gotten washed yet. I think he can come back to that. Not maybe 18 and 7, but I think he's a good three-point shooter that he could use, and he's going to be a good six-man in our team, I think, in the future. And I like the four-second-round picks. All right. So that brings us with those trades, and obviously we had the Miami Heat trade for some cash that we mentioned in an earlier episode for Dwayne Dedman, who we waived. Um, but that gives us another one. The Spurs, in total, just for your record, this last week prior to the trade deadline, picked up eight draft picks. Eight. Wow. Plus Devontae Graham and Kim Burch. So really a total of ten players, and you got rid of two and some cash. So I think that's a win for the Spurs. You know, I know the argument is, well, there's not a lot of, you know, you don't get a lot of players in the second round and whatnot, and that that could be true. But this draft, by all accounts, I know we talk about Wimbledon a lot, but it's supposed to be the deepest draft also in over a decade. So, you know, I think there's there's some tools for the Spurs to work with there. So that brings us to the end of our trade talk. Now we're going to move on to the segment of our show called the question of the day. And... Tonight's question is, from a fan following the trades, is where does Kim Birch and Devontae Graham fit into our plans? And you already kind of touched on Graham as a six-man, six and you talked about that, but we don't really know where Kim Birch is going to fit. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't think he's going to be playing much for the San Antonio Spurs. I think he'll maybe get in the game when there's a blowout, which is going to happen a lot, but I don't think he really fits on the Spurs team. So I'm going to say he doesn't get much minutes. With Devontae Graham, I think he gets a lot of minutes for the Spurs team. I think if Trey Young, I mean, Trey Jones is going to be out for a couple games, I think he's going to play a lot. And he might put up some really good numbers, and he shoots the three ball very well. So I think Devontae Graham fits very well on the team. Okay. So we'll see how that one materializes and, and plays out for the Spurs. But, uh, you know, we like to welcome the, the new Spurs and see where we go from here. So now we're going to move on to the segment of our show called This Day in Spurs History. Drew, what do you got for us on this day? Yeah, so I'm going to take us back to February February 11th, 2022, 
where the San Antonio Spurs faced the Atlanta Hawks, the same team we played this year on that date. And in this game, the Spurs won the game 136-121, to 121, demolished the Hawks, with DeJounte Murray having a 32-point, 10-rebound, 15-assist triple-double. A great night from DeJounte Murray. Keldon Johnson had 26 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. He had a great night. We had Devin Vassell with 20 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Jakob Pertl, who had 12 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. We had Doug McDermott with 13 points, 3 rebounds. We had Josh Primo with 13 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists coming off the bench. And the Spurs de- de- demolished the Hawks, 136-121. to And that improved the Spurs record to 21-35, and which was last year. Okay. So just kind of a, a sign of where we stand this year and last year, 21 wins at this point in the season, and we have 14 right now. So we're, we're kind of seeing where that plays out, and uh, I think we did pretty well with the last year's draft pick. So that brings us into the Tankathon segment where we simulate a possible draft pick and see where we land. So let's hit let's the simulator it. and see what happens. There we go. So we have the second worst record in the NBA, tied for the best odds to get this one. And tonight's simulation led us to Victor Webinyama, who actually played the other day in a 2 o'clock game when the Spurs were playing the Pistons. And the guy went off. He he was had an awesome game. He had 29 points. He spotted up on a three from way down, 30 feet out, and hit it. And I'm 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 just saying, Webinyama is CPR for whichever team gets him. And we hope this tankathon proves right and that he goes to the Spurs. Drew, what about you? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm very glad that this lottery simulation gave us Victor Webinyama, and I hope that happens in the real world. And Victor Webinyama just going to be a human highlight reel once he comes to the NBA. He's going to be knocking down threes and throwing down dunks from the three-field line. So if we get Victor Webinyama, I would be absolutely uh, happy. Okay, well, I'd be happy too, and I think the whole city of San Antonio would, and you'd have instant mega superstar back in San Antonio like we've had a couple times. And just the fit of Tim Duncan and David Robinson around San Antonio and around him could really help in his development. And there's not really any other team that can say that who have guys that are still involved with the organization that are Hall of Famers. So hopefully Vic comes here, but uh, if not, we still have plenty of other good options. All right. So now it's time for our game breakdown. And we got a lot of catching up to do. So we're going to do our due diligence and take each game at a time. So the first game we're going to have from uh, Wednesday night, February 8th, the Spurs went to Toronto to play the Raptors, and we lost by a score of 112-98. to And interestingly enough, the Yaka Pertle toronto Raptor tie played in big this one because this was his last game in the silver and black. And it was also the opportunity to go back to where he started his career in Toronto. So he didn't have to fly back and uh, do all that stuff. He basically was able to stay in Toronto and latch on with the team. So let's talk about this game. And unfortunately, Pascal Siakam really owned the Spurs that night, scoring 37 points and uh, 10 rebounds. And that was a pretty good night for Sleepy P. Um, but let's get to our top two, bottom two. Drew, who were your top two? Yes, for my number one top two, I went with Keldon Johnson in this game. He had 22 points, three assists, 
7 rebounds. He shot 8 of 17 from the field and 2 of 6 from the three-point line in 36 minutes. A great night from Keldon Johnson. In 30, I think he played a really good night. My second top two, I decided to go with Joachim Pertl. In his last game, I think he put up pretty good numbers. Not the best, but he had 12 points, 3 assists, 7 rebounds, 2 steals, and he shot 4 of 11 from the field. I want to talk about Joachim Pertl for a second. It's crazy how he went from a starter and getting a lot of minutes from the Spurs. He's probably not even going to start for the Raptors, so I think that's kind of crazy. What are your top two? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think he may start for them. I think he may start over Precious Achua. He didn't start the last game he played. Well, but give it time. Give it time. He's a he's one of the best rim protectors in the league. He's he's up there. He is. Look at the stats. He's one of the best rim protectors in the league, which is why he was so valuable. But anyway, I'm going to go to my top two. And I kind of took a similar approach. Um, but I'm going to give this as a tip of the cap to the two leaving Spurs. In their last game with the Spurs. So, my number one is going to be Jakob Pertl. I loved Jakob. I mean, it's kind of sad to see him go just because he was a very likable guy, very workman-type guy. But uh, he finished out with 12 points and 7 boards in that one. But he didn't have a single block shot, which is kind of his deal. I block a Pirtle. Um, but anyway, we wish him the best with the Toronto Raptors going forward. And um, speaking of blocks, my next player... Spur of the moment. Josh Richardson actually had an uncharacteristic night where he had three block shots in this game. Also seven rebounds in this game. And really kind of a nice little farewell deal for him doing something different than he normally does. But he finished out with 14 points, knocking down two threes. And we wish you the best of luck, Josh, as you move on in your career to the Pels. All right. So, now let's get to the bottom two. Who were your bottom two, Drew? Yeah, for my number one bottom two in this game, I went with Mr. Stanley T-Shirt Johnson, yes, who sir. only struggled. He had one point with one turnover, and he shot 0 of 1 from the field in 12 minutes. A short night for Stanley, but he's my number one on the bottom two. My second bottom two, I went with I. I mean, I went with Malachi Branham. Malachi Branham had four points, a block, but he shot 2 of 8 from the field and 0 of 3 from the three-point line. Not really what he's been doing lately. He's been putting on a show lately, but not in this game. So he's my number two. All right. Well, he's my number one. I had Brandon as my number one, too. And, uh, you know, he's he's a much better shooter than what he showed that night. So that's why he landed there. And then my number two, I went with a little unconventional one. But uh, I went with Jeremy Sohan because he didn't play with the lower back soreness. And we miss you. I love watching you play. So get back and get healthy, Sohan. Yeah. So that's my bottom two. All right. So now that brings us to the end of that game breakdown. And we're just going to roll right into the next game. The Spurs on Friday night in the battle of what were the number two and three worst record teams in the NBA. The Spurs traveled to Detroit to play the Pistons. And this game was exactly what you would expect with these two teams as far as a double overtime. It was fun. Close game. It was a fun game. It was a battle. And, uh, you know, I found it really interesting because we're covering, you know, multiple games on this particular episode. But... A lot of guys seem to be injured that night. I found that really interesting. A lot of guys such as, I don't know, maybe Keldon Johnson didn't make it. and uh, Trey, Jones. Trey Jones didn't make it. and uh, Sohan. You know, Sohan, yeah. So 
that's kind of funny the way it worked out, but uh, they ended up getting us in double overtime. And I, I think I told Drew that night that uh, I think this might have been the happiest I've been for a Spurs loss in history yeah, because we had a lead and then it went to overtime. I was like, oh man, I kind of want us to win, but really I need to focus on the bigger picture, the bigger seven foot four picture. And uh, so. The Spurs did what they needed to do, and the Pistons did what they needed to do, and we all know where that sets us up. So nothing's guaranteed in this draft, but we can improve the odds to the maximal. So let's get to our top two, bottom two. Uh, you want me to start this one? No, I'll start it. Okay. Uh, so for my number one, bottom two, I had top to go. Two. Top two. I'm uh, sorry. For my number one, bo- top two, I went with Devontae Graham, who had a really good night, and it was his first night. He had 31 points, 3 assists, 3 rebounds. He shot 6 of 16 for the 3-point line and 9 of 22 from the field in 37 minutes. I got a cool stat for you. Most points ever in a Spurs debut ever. No Tim Duncan, no David Robinson, no Gervin. It's crazy, but a great night from Devontae Graham. My second top two, I decided to go with Zach Collins, who played really good. I think his best game as a Spur, I'm going to be honest. He had... 29 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists, shot 11 of 16 from the field in 35 minutes. He fouled out, but he played a really tough game, and I liked his game tonight or last night. All right. Well, my number one was a little different. And, uh, you know, I had um, Mr. Malachi Branham as my number one. I think he was hot, 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 hot. From the three-point line, he knocked down four of eight and had 27 points. And I just thought that was a spectacular night for him. And so he was my number one. And, I mean, this is going to sound weird, and I know a lot of people hopped on the Devontae Graham bandwagon, but he did not make my number two in my top two. Yep. scored the most points in But let's talk – hold on. He did score the most points, but it took him 22 shots to do it. So I'm just saying – Here's why this guy, Zach Collins, was my number two. 11 of 16 shooting, 29 points, 11 rebounds, and in true Zach Collins fashion, um, he ended up fouling out with uh, using all six of his fouls because he's a very aggressive player. So, But he also, one of the things about Zach Collins is he had a little step, jab, euro step move, um, and it was really impressive, some of the stuff he did. So I really like Zach Collins' game. And this is no slight on Devontae Graham. I just I just saw how many sh- he shot, 16 threes, which is great. He made six of them. So I'm not, I'm not hating on him. I'm just saying Zach stood out to me as far as, hey, getting the start and taking advantage of it. And if I had to mo- do a third one, it would have been Devontae Graham. Yeah, so, there's three guys that yeah. I think could have deserved a top two. Yeah. So let's get to the bottom two. Yes, for my bottom two, I went with Doug McDermott. Another rough shooting night for the $16 million a year guy. He had seven points, two assists, and he shot three of ten from the field and one of five from the three-point line. Not a good night for McDermott in 19 minutes, so he's my number one. My second bottom two, I went with Blake Wesley, who struggled. He had three points, four turnovers, which is not good, and he shot one of five from the field and one of two from the three-point line in 24 minutes. He's my number two. Let's hear who you have. All right. Well, I had number one is Isaiah Roby. Uh, one of seven shooting. 
Uh, he only finished out with three points and uh, had a couple turnovers. So Isaiah Roby was my number one. And my number two, I thought hard about Blake Wesley. I really did. But I also thought that was his first game ever starting. And it was kind of by necessity because of all the guys that got traded, and or at least um, Jay Rich getting traded and giving him a little taste of uh, what that point guard life because Trey Jones wasn't available that night. And uh, so I didn't choose Blake Wesley. I thought long and hard about it, but uh, yeah, he didn't. He didn't make my cut. And so my other one with my bottom two, I ended up going with uh, Doug McBuckets just because he was three of ten shooting. Only he was only thirty percent, and uh, expect a little more out of him. Uh, at least a maybe a fifty percent overall. I mean, his three point percentage was only one of five. So that's my bottom two. So that brings us to the close of the Detroit Pistons' win over the Spurs. After that game, the Spurs' record dropped to 14 wins, 42 losses, and the Pistons' record improved to 15 wins, 42 losses. So, you know, we can kind of see where we sit. The Pistons are sitting right behind us, and, uh, you know, big win for them and big win for the Spurs as well, if you look at it in in a little different way. So now it's time for our next and final game, and that was the game that we had tonight as the Spurs traveled to Atlanta and faced an old friend, Mr. DeJounte. Yeah, Mr. DeJounte Murray and the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, unfortunately, the Spurs came in on the short end of the stick on this one, losing by a score of 125 to 106. That improves the Atlanta Hawks' record to 29 wins, 28 losses, drops the Spurs to a 14-win, 43-loss season, and, uh, you know, Firmly sets them in that number two of the worst record for the moment. So uh, tell me who your top two were for this Atlanta Hawks game. Yeah, for my number one top two, I went with Keldon Johnson, who was getting a lot of buckets in this game. He put up 25-2-2 and shot 9-14 of from the field in 29 minutes. A great night from Keldon. He's my number one. My second on my top two, I went with Zach Collins for this – I mean, Jeremy Sohan for the – Jeremy Sohan, he had 18 points, 5 assists, 9 rebounds, and he shot 7 of 15 from the field and 2 of 7 from the three-point line in 21 minutes. A good night from Sohan. I almost, I almost forgot about him, but he only played 21. Did he get hurt? Uh, not that I'm aware of, but I know he's coming from a back, so I'm sure it was like load management because yeah, yeah, he had a lot of those minutes in the first half and he didn't play much in the second. So yep. I, th- I think he's all right, but, uh, you know, I also had the – same top two as you. I had Keldon Johnson number one, Sohan number two. And my reason isn't necessarily about their stats, but it was about their miraculous healing from the night before after the Pistons game. And they yeah. came back fresh, and they had great games. And so that was my top two. All right, let's get to the bottom two. Yeah, for my number one, I actually went with Devontae Graham as my number one bottom two. He had a good night last night, but not a good one tonight. He had nine points, and he shot three of eight from the field and three of seven from the three-point line. He's my number one on the bottom two. My second bottom two, I went with Malachi Branham, who struggled, had ten points, six rebounds, and shot four of 15 from the field and two of eight from the three-point line in 28 minutes. So those are my two bottom two. Let's hear who you have on the bottom two list. Yeah, so um, this one, there was a lot of a lot of choices on this one, but uh, – I ended up going with Balakai Branham as my number one, and just that's just some of the inconsistency that you'll get from a young guy. Um, you know, he ended up shooting four fifteen overall, and only hit two of eight threes. So 
he was my number one. And I guess in the little role reversal of what my last game was, uh, my top two from my last game were my bottom two on this one. But I had uh, Zach Collins as my other bottom two. And just because he ended up with five turnovers and uh, just, a, just a rough night for Zach. So it's kind of a weird flip when we're grouping them together in an episode like this that Sohan, I mean, uh, sorry, Brandon and Collins went from top two to bottom two that quick. But that is also the mark of a young and experienced team. And guess what? Every game, every season, it gets better and better. So bear with us and bear with the Spurs, and I think you're going to see brighter days ahead. So that brings us to the end of – oh, no, it doesn't bring us to the end because we have our preview of the upcoming game coming up. Drew, what can you tell us about our next opponent? Yeah, so we're playing the Cavaliers on February 13th at 6 p.m. The Cavaliers coming into this game are 37-22, and fourth in the East – I think they're one of the best teams in the East, and I think they have a stacked, loaded roster with their leading scorer being Donovan Mitchell, who's averaging 27 points, three rebounds, four assists. They have Darius Garland, who's a great playmaker, one of the best in the league. He's averaging 21 points and eight assists. They have Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, their front court duo, who's really good. He's at, um, Evan Mobley's averaging 15, and Allen's averaging 14. They both have a lot of blocks. They have Karis LeVert, who's averaging 12 points and 4 rebounds. And they have Seti Osman, who's averaging 9 points and 2 rebounds. I think this is going to be a tough game, and I think the Cavs will get us here. What are your thoughts on the Cavs? You know, the Cavs, I got to see them in person last year, and I was thoroughly impressed. They are long, and they're tall. they threw more alley-oops in that game than I've ever seen in a single NBA game. And they didn't even have Donovan Mitchell. No, and but they did have Laurie Markin in, and he had a, he had a few of them that night. But uh, uh, but yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying with the guard, the guard to be able to do that. But they were awesome rim protectors, blocking shots. But they were also awesome with alley oops. I, I was just really impressed. I think the Cavs are one of those teams that may not be at the very top, but they're close, and they're they're in the discussion of the top five, you know, in their conference. So um, going to be a tough matchup for the Spurs. And, uh, you know, I, I really like some of the players they have, but obviously Donovan Mitchell's a freak. He's He is so talented. So uh, going to be a tough challenge for us. The Cavs are coming in with a 37-win, 22-loss record, and obviously you know the Spurs are sitting up with that 14-win, 43-loss. So um, who's your player to go off, and what's your prediction on this one? Yeah, so for my player to go off, I'm going to go with um, Keldon Johnson in this game. Last time – Keldon Johnson played the Cavs. He scored 21 points and six rebounds, and the Spurs actually beat the Cavs last time they played. So he's my number one. And my prediction for this game, give me the Cleveland Cavaliers to win this game by eight points. I think it will be closer than some people think it will be. All right, well, we'll see about that. We did beat the Cavs on uh, December 12th, which was a big win for us, and uh, it was a home win, and I know that was – Pretty impressive. That's whenever we had won our third game in a row. That was a, yeah. the longest streak of this season so far. Um, for me, my player to go off, I think you're going to see another Devontae Graham big night. I, I have a feeling he's just figuring out his role. That first night, he didn't have Trey Jones in the picture. And so, you know, he uh, just, I think it's going to be his night to shine. And, uh, but I do think we come in. Losing to the Cavs, and I think it's uh, it's not going to be like the first one where we beat them. I think we got ours. We got our one that we're going to get from them, and I think we're about to get destroyed in this one. I think they're going to beat us by 20. 
So that's my prediction. I hope I'm wrong. Well, kind of. I mean, I wouldn't mind losing by two, but uh, I, I do. I think it's going to be a rough night for us. And this is the warm-up before our biggest game of the week, which will be on Wednesday, which we'll get to. But uh, yeah. the Charlotte Hornets are looming. Yeah. And anybody that looks at the standings as often as I do knows how big and important that game is for a generational uh, franchise-changing player. So hopefully the Spurs come into it with the correct mindset yes. and, uh, you know, see how that one rolls out. But uh, – Anyway, that brings us to the end of this extra long, very much packed episode of the Spur of the Moment podcast. We thank you for joining us. We will be back to our regular schedule of one at a time following games. It was just this week got really hectic for me in the real estate world, Drew in the basketball world, Drew in the Valentine's Dance world. And it just was a busy, busy week. But uh, we thought we'd give you, still give you the content and group them all together. Uh, Drew, would you take us home, please? Yes, thank you, everybody, for listening. And as always, go Spurs, go!